G'day Trendsetters, welcome to episode 692 of the Train Smooth Podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com, or send me through an email, tim at trainsmooth.com. Now, today I was going out for a run, and um, I'm, I'm like one kilometre into this run, and I'm running along this footpath, and thinking, oh jeez, this is good, life is good at the moment. And then this car pulls out, um, out of the driveway, and I come to, you know, start pulling up real pretty damn quick and I'm hitting the garment pausing the garment at the same time most important part and and as I'm doing it I'm not I'm not focusing I'm not you know I'm not that focused here and so I've clicked my while I'm clicking my garment to pause my my left foot which is my bad foot my bad Achilles um I've hit the side of the um, footpath rolled it straight into the this residential lawn and i've hit the ground i've gone down on one knee the lady in the car is horrified she went oh are you all right yeah you know i look like a moron down on one knee and so i so i said i stand up and i've i've taken like three running steps thinking oh things aren't good there down at the something something's up in the ankle so so i caught it day walked home and done, I've done something which doesn't anger me or upset me. It's obviously not ideal, but you always think to myself, uh, when it's something like this, it's you know a little bit of focus would have prevented it. Yes, but I think this is like eleven weeks in a row or something that I've been running around that forty kilometres a week mark. And, and on all different types of terrains, bush trails, rocky areas, hills, roads, gravel, wide range of things. So at some point, crap's going to go not right, just a freak little accident. Um, it's not an overuse injury or anything, it's just a freak accident. So I try not to get upset with those because, you know, apart from the level of focus that, that was lacking at that moment of time... Um, you know, it it is what it is, and and I, I really don't know what I'm dealing with. I walked home, um, it's a little bit bruised, a little bit swollen. It doesn't, it's not as bad as past times I've rolled my ankle where I was on crutches for a few days. It's, so it, it, we'll see. I'll I'll know more tomorrow when I wake up. So at the moment, I'm not panicking. I'm not changing my program or anything. My next run is on Saturday. Um, so I'll know Friday night whether I'm running or not. If not, I'm cycling. And then I just, I just change and move forward. And yeah, so, so not ideal, but you know, it, it is what it is. And I just... I don't stress or panic or carry on like a pork chop about it, but yeah. Anyway, today's question comes from Astrid, who wrote, sent in his questions to tim at trainsmooth.com. And you too can send your questions, training, racing, nutrition, it is all good. I love all your questions, they make me feel important. Ah, right. Astrid writes, I'm curious to hear about the athletes you coach, backgrounds, training backgrounds, levels, um, geography, locations, and how long you usually work with them. So that is a cool question that I wouldn't have thought anyone would send in. Not not that I've ever thought about it, but but funny enough, going back um, 
yeah, I don't know, two months ago or, so, or thereabouts, I actually looked to see how many athletes I've, been, I've coached in total. And um, I've been coaching since 2015. And so not, not really that long in the whole scheme of things. And so um, I went back and had a look and I, I couldn't believe it. I almost fell off my perch. So I, I thought, oh, that can't be right. I've got to get, you know, re-crunch these numbers again. And it was right. 209 athletes I've coached in that in, since 2015, which, you know, is my, if you ask me how much, I'd, I'd be thinking oh, I'd be over a hundred. But yeah, now, out of those two hundred and nine, you've probably got, I think there'd be about five athletes. It didn't quite work out. Um, it, it, we parted ways within the first, you know, one to four weeks. I gave them a refund, and you know, it's so long we're just not meant to work with each other. So that's they're in that two hundred and nine group. Um, but the um, so currently, I'm coaching 25 athletes, six females, two juniors, and um, the rest of you know, bunch of dudes. And so, um, and the thing is, um, with the podcast, I'm very aware that I talk about myself too much. Um, and and part of it is I, I'm generally not I don't like to talk too much about athletes I coach um, there's been a few episodes where I've gone I've started talking about an athlete and and I, or whether I've about an athlete I'm currently coaching or an athlete I've coached in the past and I thought oh geez no hang on you know, who backed that off and I've had to delete it and restart it again which is a shame because that was the greatest podcast ever 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 you would have listened to that and gone geez that's gold and but i've never been able to replicate that greatest episode because it's been deleted now but um so i am very aware of the of that and i i it, it cringes me to, when i think about it and i but you know <laughs> not enough to change i guess because i still do it but um and i i also know um I can sometimes come across as a complete muppet on on the podcast, um, and it it that, hey, it doesn't bother me. Um, but I do. I am aware I can say say and do, do stuff in general where uh, people would be scratching their head saying, "Gee, whiz, I wouldn't get this bloody moron to coach my under my daughter's under eight basketball team." Yeah, so I I do. I am aware that I do come across like that sometimes, we're a complete muppet, but while I'm happy to talk about my failures and stuff like that, one thing I don't do is, I I, you, I don't do it very often anyway, um, is I don't sit back here on my little bloody high horse and talk about all the successes I have, um, which... Um, you know, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't, but having said that... Um, I haven't had an open policy for people to join Train Smooth um, since I guess February, March, or somewhere around there. You, you know, you have to be placed on a, a waiting list to 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 join these days, um, which is a, probably a good good problem to have. But it's the, which has baffled some people. I've I've had um, probably half a dozen people since March or so to asking me why. 
you know, why don't you want to want to grow it? And it's, uh, I'm just happy with life as it is. But, um, but, but you know, I, I might may may go into a couple of these late in a, soon. But since 2015, I the the longest athlete I've coached is either late 2015 or early 2016. I, I forget when. Um, and he, he's been. Uh, I have mentioned him a few hundred episodes ago, a couple of times, where he's you know since he's the oldest athlete I've had, and he's an athlete that when we first started working together, and his time's pretty well gone for this these days. Too much time's passed, but he could have been a pro triathlete. I, I've always thought, and I thought you know within two three years of development when we first started working together. I thought he could not only be a pro triathlete, but actually win 70.3 races. I thought that was his specialty there. and uh, But it, but triathlon was just a hobby for him. It was just just an interest. Um, he's got many, many other interests and hobbies, um, but he, he just didn't want to donate that level of time. But he, with him, though, um, he's... Um, Mr. Consistent. Since working together, he's never he's never taken time off ever, never, never, ever. There is no I'm going to take a week off um, after the season and or a two week or whatever break and then we'll get back into it. Never. He's been Mr. Consistent all year round, year in, year out since 2015, 2016, somewhere around there. Um, even through the pandemic, when the pools were locked down, he was in his neighbor's swimming backyard swimming pool, tying his feet up to rope, putting a pool buoy in between his legs, and I'd ride him out sessions. He could do um, like it's an endless swimming pool all year round. So what we do with him, since about 2018, we keep him at around 90% um, peak fitness all year round. And this, he's the only athlete we do. The, I do this for. Um, and if you look at all 25 athletes that I coach, they're all on completely different programs. They're all on complete, you know, a few, <laughs> many different type of systems. Um, but this one, we keep 90% peak fitness all year round because he's got so much going on in his life. And so what happens is he, he'll say, there's a race this weekend. Should I do it? And I go, hell yeah. He'll go race. He will not more times than not podium. And then he just goes straight back into his weekly training system, and that's that's how we do him. Um, and he's he's Mister Consistent. Never if it never takes days off. If he if he, if he sends me a message saying I'm a bit tired today, or I'm calling the plea. I'm calling the ambulance and getting someone over there super urgent because something apart from him being tired's up. Um, so, and then, and then um, I would say probably half the athletes I'm currently coaching have been with me longer than a year. Um, anywhere between one and four, three, four years for the most of them. Um, and generally about half are probably with me until they finish their big race and then most of them will leave after their big race and then you know that that's how a lot of this little industry goes 
Um, as for locations, it's it's huge. It's funny because when I first started up my coaching business, um, I had an audience already, and um, you know I had another uh, another podcast at the time where I was interviewing pro triathletes. Um, I had an online triathlon magazine. I had um, a, another website at the time. I, you know, some YouTube series that, which are no longer around. I had books that are no longer around. Um, just a wide range of stuff that was going on. So when I started up my coaching business, I found it very easy to get athletes, and I would just type in Twitter looking for athletes to coach and and so for the most part my biggest audience has always been America by a long shot they they'd brought more books than anywhere else they'd brought um you know downloaded more magazines from us um past podcast everything so for the most part when I first started coaching almost all the athletes I was coaching at first was from from the US um and and that stayed close to that number until probably you know probably COVID time, um, and then it I started seeing seeing a switch. And so these days um, I'm probably get more people from Australia to to get me to coach them than anywhere else in the world. But having said that, I coach athletes from all over the world. Um, and I'm sure I'm going to miss a couple out here. But, you know, obviously Australia, the US, UK, Singapore, um, Ireland. Um, uh, I was in Germany a few times, but I'm not at this second by memory. Um, so it's all over the show. So, um, and... It's so uh, it's it's interesting. It's interesting that though. The, while I said that, um, the U.S. still um, the good people in the U.S. still has the greatest amount of downloads on my podcasts and, and stuff by a long shot. It's not it's not even close. Um, and and that, mind you, having said that, it's only for you know the the last thirty days of of the episodes. Because when I download the pod, you know, upload a podcast, um, I use. Uh, um, a host company called Buzzsprout, and so I can see the last thirty days on you know what crap what what things have happened, and so I just have a quick glance at that and move on. I can't say I ever look. Um, it, it I'm guessing it's been a, a year, two years since I've actually had a, a deeper dive since in the analytical side of the podcast. It's just something that doesn't interest me that much. On, uh, I, I'm always grateful people want to listen to me, but I, I don't spend too much time on all the details on all that. Um, but um, for backgrounds, levels, um, it, it varies. I've um, from a back of the pack person who wants me to help them finish their big race or, or fit, help them get to a big race they want to do to people who are trying to become a mid from a mid-pack athlete to um a world champion qualifier you know like Kona or Nice um to currently coaching um athletes that are you know qualifying for Kona and stuff and you know and I mentioned before that I I come across as a Muppet sometimes, but I don't 
in one of the you know I don't talk about a lot of the success I had I don't talk there's a, a female athlete who um, did did a did um, an Ironman and within 11 months did another Ironman and she we took an hour off her time and she qualified for Kona she's now going to be racing Kona this year I I've, I've never mentioned that on on the podcast I don't think apart from I did mention that she did um, I did um, learning about heat prep for her but I never mentioned her a quick background story for her um, I've got all sorts of those little stories um, I just I, I just end up talking about myself unfortunately good to, good topic though this, this bloody bald-headed guy gosh um, what else did you ask how long do you usually work for him that depends greatly of um, athletes that are three months out um, I've, I've worked with they're three months out from an Ironman they've hit panic button they go geez I need a coach real quick to help me for this last three months and I've done it then they're, they're done and dusted and then I've obviously mentioned an athlete I've been coaching for 2015-2016 there's also another one um, that was with me and I've got about a half a dozen uh, also, sorry I've got about a dozen athletes that are um, that come and go constantly. Um, they'll they'll come. I'll help them into a big race they want to do. They race. Now they're done with the sport for six months or so, and then they think, "Oh, I'm going to do another one now." And they'll contact us and do that. And then I've had others that have uh, I've worked with. They've left um, and then they've come back. Um, there was there's you know it's just wide range. So um, it, it's good. It, repeat repeat you know it's one thing getting an athlete to join it's it it's a pretty damn good feeling when they stay long term that's nice it's even a better feeling when they recommend you to their friends that's pretty damn a, a good feeling I, I get a high off that but what what's also really 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 cool is when you work with an athlete um you 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 know you, you do a job so to speak they leave and then six months, a year, year and a half, two years, three years, whatever it is, they come back and want to join again and have you help them be part of their their life again. That's There's nothing greater than that. Um, and I, you, can, you, know, you can get highs from little things. My, well, my whole family has witnessed me standing next to the Ironman tracker constantly. You know, we've gone to the shop here, I'll pull the Ironman tracker out, and I'm just checking where they are, and I'm bloody... Can you believe? He, you know, he's just passed through 150 Ks. He's averaging bloody such and such speed. This is... You know, he's going better than I thought. Uh, you know, or, you know, there's <laughs> been all sorts of those sort of little moments. So it's a very, very rewarding job it's 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 a hobby it's it's definitely a a passion thing i love to do but yeah anyway i'm i think i'm gibbering way too much here i'll just make sure i've answered your questions backgrounds levels usually work with them and i think we are all good if you guys have a question jump on through to the website trainsmooth.com until next episode hooroo